This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, December 20th, 2020. The Nativity, No Shepherds. I have a question about the Messiah. I've studied Torah every day a and... A shepherd wants to learn. Yes. Do you believe the Messiah will set us free from the occupation? Yes, he will make a great military leader. Are you sure? Just because last Shabbat the priest read from prophet Ezekiel and he did not say... How dare you? I'm sorry, teacher. He is obsessed. You brought this animal? I said spotless. Spotless, yes. These are for righteous men, for the perfect sacrifice. Very sorry, very sorry, very sorry. You wonder why the Messiah hasn't come? People like you keeping him away with your stains. If you come back here without a perfect lamb, I will banish you all from the marketplace. Now, come, come. Wasn't easy being a shepherd, was it? No, no, shepherds. That's our focus this morning as we continue our series, The Nativity. What happens if a piece of the nativity story is missing? This morning, no shepherds. Good morning, Connection Church. Thank you so much for joining us in person and online. We are praying for all of you and praying for everyone to stay healthy and safe during this season. We want to welcome some people online. We have right now on Facebook 70 households watching, and then there's a whole lot on YouTube as well. I can only see who's on Facebook. I can't see you YouTubers. Um, so you can give us a shout out, but we just want to say hey to Mary in Oklahoma and Miss Edna and our friend Pat Davidson from oh, yeah. Seaford. Hey, Pat. And um, we've got Barb in Pennsylvania and right here in person, 
my sister and brother-in-law, our sister and brother-in-law from New Jersey. So we're so honored that everyone is here. That's a new term, a YouTuber. I hadn't heard a that YouTuber. one before. A YouTuber. I just made that up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good. I like that. Yeah. YouTuber. So um, I'd like to open us up with prayer. Would you pray with me, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. It's a day that you've made. And Lord, we know that you love us so much, just immeasurably more. We can't even measure how much that is in our lives in your grace and your mercy it just abounds and so we pray for all gathered virtually and in person and lord um, thank you for your word found in scripture and we pray all this in your holy and precious name everybody agreed and said amen luke 2 verses 8 through 14 from the new international version and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Alan, I love the way that you've read that scripture hundreds of times and yeah. how it still catches you. And that's what the Bible does. It still catches us no matter how many times we read it god's word is fresh and alive and um just pray we pray that you're opening your bibles that that you're reading and that you're investing in your relationship and open to what god shared open with you through what, it yes absolutely all right so what do we lose if the shepherds are missing from this Nativity. Well, as Courtney shared, they, nobody's going to watch the sheep, but that's, a, that's for another I day. I know, that was really funny. That Great was a good job one. on that, Court. All right, if there's no shepherds in the Christmas story, what would it be like? Well, let's begin with the importance of shepherds in the first place. Um, the shepherds were in God's ongoing story with humankind. They are in the Bible in the very beginning. It's like a who's who of Bible characters when you take a look at all the shepherds. Right there in the Bible, in the very beginning in Genesis, we find several shepherds that are absolutely crucial to the story of God and God's people. Abraham, his son Isaac, Isaac's son Jacob, and the 12 sons of Jacob, the leaders of the 12 tribes of Israel, they were all shepherds. Mm. When we turn to the next book in the Bible, Exodus, story of the Hebrews being freed from slavery in Egypt, the person God selects to be his voice, his hands, his feet for the emancipation of God's people is a guy, a shepherd by the name of Moses. Hello, yeah, in fact, it's while Moses is out tending the sheep, the sheep of his father Jethro, that God calls him through that burning bush, that bush that's on fire but not consumed, yeah. And later on in Scripture, still in the Old Testament, God chooses yet another shepherd, a mere boy when he was 
selected to be the king of the nation of Israel. Maybe you've heard of him. His name is David. King David, the greatest earthly king Israel ever knew, and he was tending his father's sheep, the flocks, when he was called in, and Samuel anointed him as the future king of Israel. Now, we've named a number of shepherds already. I'm wondering online, do you have a favorite shepherd? If so, go ahead and let us know. Uh, type that in. How about here? Shout out your favorite Just shepherd shout it name. Out. Who's yours? I can't David. hear you. Come on. Say it with gusto. Okay. We've heard David a lot. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Not only does God call shepherds for special kingdom duty throughout the scriptures, but we find shepherd imagery throughout as well, with God often portrayed as the shepherd, and we are the sheep. Yeah. Find it very often in the Psalms. Probably the most well-known is Psalm 23, written by David. We're just going to do the first three verses. Say it with me, will you? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Oh, yeah. All right. So I just got to share. We've got Moses. We've got Abraham. But Kyle Smith, his favorite shepherd, pie. Shepherd pie. Good job, Kyle. Keep us smiling here, buddy. All right, so there are many prophets, including Hosea, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Micah, Nahum, and Zechariah, and they all use shepherd imagery as they shared God's word with God's people. Often this imagery is in anticipation of the one who would be coming, the Messiah, the one who would shepherd rule Israel. Shepherd rule Israel. The one and only Son of God. The Lord of all creation. Now later on in the New Testament, in the book of John, Jesus uses this idea of shepherd as a metaphor in referring to himself. I'm not, it's, it's himself. Jesus says... I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays his life, lays down his life for the sheep. So sheep, shepherds, and shepherd imagery and, imagery and metaphor permeate the Bible. So we can see shepherds are important, <clears throat> but that still doesn't tell us why they're crucial to this story, to the Christmas story. Uh, why God's angel tells the shepherds to visit the newborn baby Jesus, to be the first visitors, other than mom and dad, to the Savior. Why them? Why couldn't it have been someone else? And why does somebody have to visit anyway? Well, you know, it's actually pretty strange that God chose the shepherds to be the first recorded, first recorded visitors. I mean, come on. These men were certainly not... VIPs. They were not men of power. They were not people of influence. They were not the movers and shakers. People generally did not pay much attention 
to shepherds at all. And they certainly didn't look up to them. Quite the contrary. These men were generally looked down upon. If anything, they were so low on the socioeconomic scale, they ranked very, very low, certainly not on your A-list of invites to the party. They were rough around the edges. They smelled bad, not only because they couldn't bathe very often, but because they were around those smelly sheep all the time. Because of the occupation, it was impossible for these men to observe all the hand-washing and body-cleansing uh, rituals that were part of ceremonial law, keeping them from being able to go to temple, from being part of the congregation. As a result, they were despised by the Orthodox religious people, unclean and therefore on the fringe of both the church and society. So a shepherd's life was a life that was somewhat lonely, a life that was apart. And yet, God chose them. God chose the shepherds to be the first visitors on Christmas morning. There's a Bible scholar, his name is William Barclay, and in his commentary on the book of Luke, he offers us a, an interesting side note, something to think about. He tells us that the religious authorities, uh, they had their own private flocks of sheep in order to offer an unblemished sacrifice in the morning and at night, unblemished sheep. And so Barclay tells us that these flocks were close to Bethlehem. They were close by. And so what if, what if the shepherds who visited Jesus that morning of his birth were the very shepherds in charge of the flocks which the unblemished temple offerings were chosen? What if, what if these same shepherds were the first to see the one who some 30 years later would be the absolutely perfect and unblemished Lamb of God? The ultimate sacrifice, the one who would come to take away the sins of the world, yours and mine. Ironic. But it really wouldn't be surprising. It sounds like something that God would exactly do. God does wild and crazy and miraculous things. Story continues, Luke 2, 15, 16. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And so these shepherds, who would never leave their flocks, would never walk away from their duties, they went to town. They went to town to see this thing that they'd been told about. And they did that because God chose them to be the audience of that first celestial light show and choir. They did that because God chose them to have the first opportunity to witness this birth outside of Mary and Joseph, the greatest birth in the entire history of humankind. 
And then we ask, well, why them? Why them? Could it be that God wanted us and everybody else in the world to know that this birth, this baby, this Savior wasn't just for the rich and famous, wasn't just for the well-heeled and the well-to-do, it wasn't just for those with political, social, and religious clout. Could it be that God wanted us to know that this Savior, His one and only Son, was for all people, even those, especially those who were on the outside, who were on the fringe, who were marginalized by society, marginalized even by the church itself. Could it be that the shepherds, these shepherds and those like them, would be the very people that during the ministry of Jesus, he would give special attention to them? because they got very little special attention from anyone else. Could it be that God wanted to make sure that you and I know that Jesus was born for everyone, not just for some, but everybody, including you and me, no matter how we might feel, what we might do, how on the fringe we might be, how rich, how poor, how smart, how educated, how not, Whatever, God came for us all. Could it be that's why he used the shepherds, that he chose the shepherds? Because throughout the Bible, throughout God's history with God's people, it's been the shepherds whom God chose to lead God's people, to share God's message with God's people, to care for God's people. The people, the sheep were sheep of God's pasture. Could it be that God chose the shepherds? Because when the people heard the story of the Savior's birth come from the shepherd's mouth, such an unexpected source, I mean, like, really? You? You get the story? Well, maybe people would listen because it was so unusual and out of character. Luke 2, 17 through 20. When they, the shepherds, had seen him, the baby Jesus, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed. Say amazed. Amazed. At home. Okay. Amazed. They were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So when the people heard that the shepherd told the story, they were amazed. That's what the Bible says. They were amazed. Like I'm thinking, why would God tell the shepherds? Nobody paid attention to him. But it says in the Bible that they were amazed. Wow. Because it was so unexpected. Who would have thought that these lowly shepherds would be the ones called by God to witness what the people had been waiting for for centuries and centuries and centuries? The people were amazed because the shepherds had this amazing story to share. Amazing in that they were the sharers. Amazing that 
the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one, the Son of God, born on that day, amazed that God would choose them to share that this little one came to bring salvation to God's people in the person of Jesus Christ. Amazed. You know, sometimes at Christmas, it gets real easy to get caught up in all the trappings of the season, isn't it? I have to be careful with that, because I love the trappings of the season. Fun. You know, sometimes we get so busy trying to get those check marks on our holiday to-do list. It's real easy to kind of get distracted. You know that to-do list. Decorate, check. Groceries, check. Bake those cookies, check. Eat those cookies, double check. Triple check. Gift list, check. Wrapping, check. Check, 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 check. You know, it's a lot of checks, isn't it? And that's, that's important stuff. But you know, we never can let the important <laughs> overshadow the crucial. Never let the important overshadow the crucial. And the crucial for us is to never forget to be amazed. Not just cognizant, not just aware, not just open to, but amazed by the story of the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amazed by the fact that God loves us so very much that he came to earth. I mean, he left heaven. <laughs> heaven, think about that. Think about your image of heaven. And he left heaven to come down here to be with us, to walk with us, talk with us, to heal us, to forgive us, to save us from our sins, save us from ourselves. Emmanuel, that's that name we use, especially at Christmas time, which means God with us. Jesus. The name Jesus means God saves. Say it with me. God saves. God saves. Yeah. And so it's crucial that we follow in the footsteps of the shepherds, that we too, as the scripture says, spread the word concerning what has been told us, about this child. We have a part in this. It's crucial for us to share the amazing story with those around us. We call it our, we've been saying this for a lot of years, our Fran network. Friends, relatives, acquaintances, neighbors. Who are they in your life? Who can you share this story with? It's crucial that we give them the opportunity to be amazed just as we are, just as we are, by what God is doing, has done, and will do. With the shepherds, God took them everyday guys, rather ordinary, and God did the extraordinary, and God will do the same with you. God can and will and wants to do the same thing with you. Are you amazed? That's where it starts. Are you amazed? Do you sense that wonder and that awe of what God has done? And are you amazed enough to not just keep that to yourself, but, but share it, to share the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, 
with someone. The nativity. What do we lose if we have no shepherds other than someone watching sheep? But what we lose is this, the reminder that God willingly chose to leave the glories of heaven to meet us, you and me, right where we are. Right where we are. Ordinary human beings, flaws and all, (laughs) joining us here on earth, offering us new life in the person of Jesus Christ. Reminding us that he came for everybody. Not just the few, not just the whatever. I was going to say not just the special, but coming to earth proved to us that we're all special, aren't we? You're special, I'm special, we're special. And that baby in the manger proves it. And those shepherds, we, if we lose the shepherds, we lose that reminder. He came to offer us new life in the person of Christ. We remind us he came for everyone, no matter who, no matter what, no matter where. That's the good news. That's the good news. Let's, let's uh, believe it. Let's live it. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you for this message of the shepherds and how you chose them so unlikely to show us that you choose us too to be your daughters and your sons. We've been adopted into your family, Lord, when we claim you as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, for loving us right where we are. We feel like we don't deserve it. We feel like um, we're not worth it, but you've shown us that you've chosen us and we are worth it. Lord, help us give you all the glory and the honor as as we remember who you are and whose we are. We pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody gathered here and at home said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.